Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, yo! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, the podcast that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. And this interview today definitely does that for me because I was obsessed with the G.I. Joe cartoon in the early 80s. And today's episode, I have the one and only Morgan Lofting on the show. She was the voice of the Baroness on the G.I. Joe series. But we retain the upper hand, Destro. G.I. Joe failed to get the red crystals. <laughs> Preposterous! Collaboration with the enemy is out of the question. I... Oh, second thought. Your idea has merit. We will help. With the understanding that once we are free, we will split the pool of heavy water equally. Cobra forces, attention. Join with the G.I. Joe team and destroy our common enemies, the two worms. The G.I. Joe cartoon had so many amazing characters in it, but I honestly think the Baroness is definitely in my top five favorites for that show. She was such a classic, amazing character, and Morgan's voice is one of the main reasons why I love it. And during her interview, we of course talk about G.I. Joe. We also talk about her getting back in the business recently. We also discuss a little bit about her work on Total Recall the movie and Basic Instinct the movie. And then we close out the interview talking a little bit about her convention work with CelebWorks.com. Everybody, please go check out their website. It's amazing. It's CelebWorks.com. If you want to find out more about her convention work or even hire her for an upcoming convention of yours, or if you want to pay for an autograph online, they can do that too. It's amazing. Go check it out. CelebWorks.com. Also, make sure to check out our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please check out our donation tab if you like what you're hearing and want to help us out financially. Also, check out our YouTube show, where we unbox and review retro toys from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Of course, all of those links are on our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And here is my interview with Morgan Lofting. Tell me about yourself, Morgan. I, I kind of want to get to know like the early Morgan. What was your childhood like? Uh, I'm one of these people that, that doesn't believe there's a core human that we build ourselves. And I'm kind of the person now I always wish I'd been. So, mm. sure, I'll talk about my childhood. Okay. But, uh, uh, well, my parents were at the Cleveland Playhouse. So I come from a background of showbiz. Cleveland Playhouse is kind of like a really good place to come from. Even now, it's got great theater. Uh, and I was a curtain puller, and I was all this stuff, and I was terrified. I remember I had to go on stage one time with my dad, and oh my God, what was it? It was an Emily, with corn is green, and he had this little bit he wanted me to do, and I don't know how he got me out there. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Um, so I always had this kind of push-pull thing, uh, 
I was far as basketball went. God, I adored basketball. I'm right out on the court and, and no no problems, no wow. nerves, no nothing. I the thrill of yeah. running down the court. Oh, you've played. Okay. Uh, you know when you're in the zone, you know where everybody is. Yeah. You, God, what a high. Yeah, okay. the, the adrenaline just definitely kicks in when you're playing a sport like that. Yes. Yes. Well, when you're on stage and you forget about the fact and you're just there and you're doing it, there's also that high. The problem was moving from A to B. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, even by the time I got to the American Academy in New York, I was I was kind of over the nerves. But every time I would get ready to go on stage, I would go like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't, oh, what, what, oh, my God, and then you step out, and it's, ta-da, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, this time, um, I don't know, childhood, uh, mm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, uh, yes, it was there, yes, I went through it, uh, <laughs> so many things I would have liked to have, you know, I mean, I was raised as a Catholic, went to an all-girls school, for God's sakes, well, which had the advantage that when most of everybody in the school, if, if we did play, was playing, we did Song of Bernadette, for example. This is a long time ago, you understand? Mm-hmm. Yes, Song of Bernadette. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we did Song of Bernadette, and my dear friend, uh, who I'm still friends with, played Bernadette, and I got to play Bishop Paramal, who doesn't really believe in <laughs> That was fabulous, because I played all the guys' parts. You know? That's really cool. We did uh, we did the Wizard of Oz, and I played the wizard. <laughs> yes, I mean, you know, so there was, there was a lot of fun stuff. And I liked school very, very much. When I came out of school, I... Uh, Oh, a whole bunch of confluence of reasons. I, I needed somebody to kick my butt is what I needed uh, because I was a great student. Uh, I needed somebody to say, go to college, go to college, go to college, find out what you want to be. You don't have to know now. But it, the other problem with all-girls schools at the time, especially an all-girls Catholic school, is there was this concept that women um, – got their degree and they got their MRS degree, you know yes. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. So there wasn't that impetus to go for the sake of yourself. So anyway, I didn't get there. But ten years later I did. I went and I got my AA. And then oh my God, fifteen years after that I went back. Wow. And that's why I sort of disappeared out of the business. Okay. Um, I went back to school, and I finished my bachelor's. I went for my master's, and I did three years towards my doctorate. And even though it's really hard to get back into this showbiz game when everybody assumes you died, <laughs> yeah. um, it's the most fantastic thing I ever did for myself. Good for you. That's amazing. Just, Oh my God, and and I'm just I mean I love I love the research I love all that kind of stuff I did not want to teach I did some you know teaching and some TA stuff yeah uh, I just didn't want to teach that and because I am sort of the free spirit actor thing also 
Um, it's just what academia was just not a good fit. But Jesus, I just absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what I miss. I miss college seminars. Um, just the give and take. And every now and then I think about going back and, oh, I don't know, maybe getting a, a literature degree, a comparative wow. literature degree or something. And then I think, yeah, but you know, if you're really going to do it, you've got to do all the reading and you've got to write all the papers. Do I really <laughs> want to write the papers? <laughs> oh, but I miss the exchange of ideas. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Right. What's What's funny to think as you were talking about going back to school in my mind, I'm thinking how odd it would be if I'm one of the students and I find out that you're the Baroness and I grew up, you know, watching you. <laughs> I know. Oh God. <laughs> I remember it was probably the late '80s. I was doing, I don't know, an industrial or something, and and just talking to the assistant director or whatever. And I said, oh, yeah, well, I did the T.I. Joe on the Baroness. And all of a sudden there was this pause. And I hadn't run into this pause before. <laughs> and this guy was not breathing anymore. It was very strange. The first thing I thought of was, oh, come on, you're kidding me. <laughs> you're kidding me. Um, it's difficult to adjust to. I mean, I mean, it's it's lovely. And you spend two or three days at a convention and everybody is like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you mm -hmm, came. Mm -hmm. And they're introducing me. Now, starting out when we did the first show initially, it, it was basically guys. Now there are a lot of women that come up that are fans. But so the guys from then will come up and say, and this is my wife and these are my children. <laughs> and you're like, really? Uh, but you, but you, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like, oh, come on, you're putting me on, right? You know, no. And I've gradually came to the point where I realized that these cartoon shows and some of the characters for specific people actually got them through their childhood. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They, yeah, they were the the avatars mm -hmm. of the day. Yeah, yes. I mean, they would live through yeah. your favorite characters, and it, it probably did Oops. help a ton of people. I know, I know. But but it takes a while to adjust to that. And and then it, it's just such a gas. I mean, I would show up like I would be early. It would be the night before, and everybody would be in line, and they go, Morgan! And I go, hi! Because I knew them <laughs> from, you know, previous shows yeah, and everything. Yeah. And then, of course, you end up at the airport where you're going home, and nobody gives a shit. Yes, exactly. Person anymore. <laughs> it takes a little that you have to adjust to too. Yeah. yeah. Although I did when I did a show in Springfield, Illinois, and uh, of course going in and out of O'Hare, and I got to O'Hare and I thought, okay, nobody knows who I am, and mm -hmm. somebody said, "Hi, Morgan." It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was wonderful. There I was in Chicago, and people knew who I was. Yeah, that's amazing. How did you get involved in G.I. Joe? Well, let's see. How did I get involved? You kind of, it's who, it's who you know, so you get the audition. There's always that, which is the problem with my having disappeared for so long, and everybody yeah. thinks I'm dead. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, 
I have been doing uh, one of the many iterations of uh, Spider-Man. Yes. It was Spider-Man syndicated. And I was I was doing Aunt May. Yes. <laughs> yes, Petey. And having a wonderful time. And then I also got to do the Black Cat. You know, and, and those kind of fun little guest star things. So so I was kind of around and I, kind of, I knew Wally Burr and I knew Don Jerwich and blah, 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 blah. And when Don Jerwich got around to casting, because uh, he was he was the casting, he was the director for the first couple mm-hmm. of shows, he just called me in to read for the uh, Baroness. And, you know, um, are you aware of, oh, God, what's that, Jim Sorensen and Bill Forster? No, I'm not. They Okay, they wrote these, or they compiled, I guess, and also wrote what they call the G.I. Joe Field Manuals. Oh, okay, yeah. Volume one and volume two, and they're the the black and white drawings of all the characters in their various costumes and everything. Okay, well for volume two, they asked me to write the afterward, and I wrote about the audition as much as I can remember because, well, you know how things go. Nobody says to you, "You're going to have to remember this in thirty years." Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just kind of let a lot of it blow by but uh, usually you get a picture so you have a vague idea of what direction we're going in and there was not the range of children's shows at that time that there is now so you don't have to think in terms of oh it's a Disney junior it's the older Disney kid yeah. it's you know way out there um, game or so Basically, there's a cartoon show and the picture. And there must have been something in the description about she had an accent. I don't know where the accent came from because <laughs> there is no country. The Antibellanist, she has no country. You know, she's God knows from where. Transylvania, probably. I have no idea. Anyway. Um, you go outside, and if you're going to make noise, you sure do it away from anybody else who's competing. You're not going to give anybody any suggestions. Ah, yeah. And you want to kind of test it out a little bit out loud to know where you're going. And, of course, you've got a script, so you've got some lines, and and you're just doing the lines all by yourself. No, it's not not a, a dialogue sequence. It's just... And there must have been that marvelous cobra in there. Because I remember I just gave it all what Mike Bell used to call call my putting blood on the control room window. <laughs> and and I just did it and I guess they liked what I did because I got cast. And I was so tickled. And Don Richards always said that he thought my Aunt May was the best Aunt May that they had going. So he called me to read for the Baroness. <laughs> <laughs> and what a great character, honestly. I'm, a ton of fun, I'm sure, being a bad guy. And also you get to be all the, the disguises she turned into. Yes, yes. Just to be sort of a normal person. Oh, yes. No, it was fun. It was, oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. And, uh, and Arthur... And Chris and I being the the bad people. And this was before Zach Hoffman uh, came in as Zartan. Yeah. I guess he came in like season two, season three. That sounds right. 
and Zach's a good buddy. You know, we 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 were actually in Springfield together. We were just in Long Beach together. Wow. Uh, yeah, but Chris, Chris Latta, crazy old Chris Latta, yeah. and Arthur, who always needed a nap, Arthur, take a nap. <laughs> you know? Oh, God, Burkhardt, what are you doing now? Yeah. Um, we would sort of, I don't know, shuffle off into the corner and just sort of talk to each other. Um, you didn't have cell phones. What we had were pagers then. So if your pager wasn't telling you that your agent wanted you in a very mm-hmm. quiet way, you would just kind of hang around and talk to the other actors, you know. Yeah. 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 You, you mentioned you mentioned Chris and he is easily one of my favorite voices of all time. Oh my and, god. And yet I hardly know anything about him. Tell me a little bit about Chris. Have you ever gone on YouTube to watch uh, the Chris Chris Collins on YouTube? He changed his name because of who was in SAG or after us. Okay. No, I have I haven't I haven't seen you. Oh anything, no. my god. Go on and see some of his stand up. Okay. <gasps> he is so dark. He's wearing shades. I mean you can't bloody see in a you know, a stand up room anyway, and this guy's got shades on. Um <laughs> he's just vicious. I will definitely check that out. I'm very intrigued. So he, Nobody escapes alive. And yet, and yet, um, there was, I think it was some sort of animation issue. I think it was Hollywood Reporter. I still have copies of the ad somewhere. Uh, Greg Berger, Chris, and I took out an ad together with our primary characters, uh, there was an Indian character that Greg used to do, and then, of course, of course, Cobra Commander and the Baroness, and with a list underneath of the other roles that we played in the shows. And we took out a page ad. Um, basically, going around and seeing people, I think Chris knew the guy who was actually going to do the layout for us, but he never spoke up. It was like he was just, he was just very quiet. It was almost like without not having a character, um, he couldn't he couldn't jump in. Hmm. It was it was he was very quiet, very withdrawn, and and friendly, but not nothing like either his stand up character or like Cobra Commander. Hmm. Oh God! And what's this? I've forgotten his daughter's name. <gasps> Oh, no. yeah, yeah, because um, she's, oh, she's in no. the business, too. Yes, oh, and she's wonderful. Um, oh, oh, I hate that. Uh, Ab- Abigail, Abigail Collins. I think that's right. I think that's right. I was, I had been invited. Oh, God, this is, you want to hear how I got back in the business? Yes, please. Okay. Having trouble shutting me up at any point, you just, okay. <laughs> um, Golly, it was a combination of Rosemary Ward, who used to work for Fun Public, which was one of the groups that handled the G.I. Joe and the Transformers shows, and Wally Burr. And anyway, they got in touch, and I ended up in Miami. No, Orlando. That was my first show in Orlando with Fun Public. And uh, then they were coming to Pasadena, the following summer and they were going to do a transformer show and 
they invited me to come and to get up on the dais with like, I don't know, I think there were five other actors. And we were going to read a script. And there was, I was actually reading a character called Drag Strip that had been written as a guy in Transformers. Hmm. But they didn't want to just have one woman reading. So I did Drag Strip. I just did the script. In other words, nobody was changing it so that I could bat my eyelashes and wonder which, you know, automatic shift car I was going to fall in love with or anything. <laughs> and it was so refreshing. It was just a plate. She was a slacker. She was a sort of a takeoff on a, a British Cockney show. Oh, my God, I've forgotten the name of it. The guy's name was, oh, it was the Youngins. Yes. And she she was just, oh, my God. She just like, oh, stuff it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so wonderful. I was like, yes. Of course, the thing is, I had not performed in 15 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> the old heart is going, blah, 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 which is never my favorite thing, but anyway, you know, it's always it's always fun. And they said, no, 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 that is going to be a surprise guest. And the surprise guest was Chris's daughter. Oh, wow. How- I know. Oh, wow. So, I mean, the whole auditorium just went absolutely wild. Yeah. And, and I, I just went over and I just, oh, my, my dear, I hadn't seen her since she was like, I don't know, three years old or something. Wow. I would have probably started bawling. Oh, wow. I, and I just said, oh, may I give you a hug? Oh, my God. Hi. Welcome. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was she was so good. And I managed to survive uh, nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Put the foot in too many mouths. And <laughs> afterwards, this man came up to me, had, had a little hat on. He came up to me and he said, he was talking and he said, I really loved your work. I'd really like to use you. Well, who are you? <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but yeah. who are you? Yeah. Uh, so I said, oh, would you give me your phone number? I'll give you a call. Well, probably got, I got his phone number and then I re- found out that he had written the script, I think, that we just read. He and his friend had written the script that we just done. Um, and that he was the creative director over at Cartoon Network for Ben 10. Oh, okay. Like, well, duh. Yeah. Duh. Uh, Derek Wyatt. I mean, he got me back in the game because he said, I want to write a character for you. Well, he wanted to draw because that's his thing. Oh, my God. I saw his... I saw his notebook. We just, you know, it's like, I'm sure like, like writers who are always jotting down something that the character that, well, he's drawing now. He's drawing ideas constantly. And so he drew this little character called Fistina, who was a bad person. And I called my old agent and I said, if this comes through, will you rep me? Vanessa Gilbert over at TGMD. And she said, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) She has such a great voice. She should be doing voiceover. Um, She probably did before she said nuts to this game. I'm going to be an agent. (laughs) Um, 
And and I did, I don't know, like five or six shows. It was fantastic. You know, this, and I said to Derek, well, now, this is your baby. What do you want her to sound like? And he said, well, I want her to sound like the Baroness, but deeper. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I ended up doing... She kind of sounds like uh, like Arnie Schwarzenegger, you know. Little. That's amazing. She's this little tiny thing. Oh, oh, there was this one line, which somebody's talking about her being huge, and of course she's a she's a miniature little robot. I am not huge. I am dainty. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got these big forearms. And the last show that that I did with Derek, I get to say, I am good guy. <laughs> you know? oh, wow. it was, anyway, that's, that's what got me back. That's so. amazing. It sounds like a perfect role to come back to, honestly, for you. At oh, least. God, it was so much fun. I mean, I walked into this room with all these people who didn't know anything about me. They didn't know who I was. I had this white hair and I walk in, I go, hello, hello, hello. Um, Sue Blue was directing, and Sue Blue says, I know that voice, you know, I knew Sue from a long time ago, and so here I am, you know, God knows what this person is going to do, and the first thing out of my mouth is, I am not you. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) It was kind of a great intro, what fun. (laughs) <laughs> I, I did notice that on your IMDb resume that you're listed under Total Recall the movie as additional voices. Do you remember working on that at all? Oh my God, yes. What did you do? Well, it was Norman Schwartz's outfit. Um, it wasn't like most of the voiceover groups now. We were not necessarily a cohesive bunch. Because he wouldn't just do the voices, he would actually carry it right through the sound editing. Okay. Um, ooh, who was on it? Corey Burton and Rob Paulson, Annie Lockhart. Wow. Oh, yeah, there were a whole bunch of people. Uh, we did All the Walla. You, everybody knows what Walla is? Yeah, I do, yeah. You do? Okay, <laughs> I meant the Disney party. Hopefully they do. You can explain it if you oh. want to. Walla, 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 walla. Well, if you're doing a, a bar scene and you've got your beloved principals sitting at the bar, the head woman and the head man, and they're talking to one another, you can't actually have everybody in the background actually talking or it's going to be impossible to cut the principal's mm-hmm. dialogue mm-hmm. and foreground them. So everybody in the background is basically going, and gesticulating, <laughs> and when then we go in and we <clears throat> make up the background noises. In fact, when we did the Basic Instinct uh, for Paul Verhoeven, um, <laughs> he was so thrilled with our Walla that he actually had it scripted so that when the film went overseas, it could be translated. And wow. Then, <laughs> you know, wow. We did like a week on Basic Instinct. We did well. That was a very often too, uh, and a, a week on uh, uh, Total Recall. And 
So we did all the while. And then, then there are a couple characters that I did. There's a woman in the... He goes to something that almost looks a little like a Mexican cantina on Mars. Yeah, yep. And I I am the, the brunette who's standing there looking like she's totally, uh, you know, in a drug haze. Okay. Uh, and then there was a, another character I did, too. I mean, we, we all, we did the... The whole thing, yeah, it was fun. It's strange. I have never seen the movie. Really? I have only seen it in the black and white work print. Huh. I know. I know. I feel like I've seen the movie. And I used to work with a friend who said, oh, my God, it's my favorite movie. And I said, okay, well, this is who I was, and that's who I was. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your work with uh, Celeb Works. I love what they do over there and like they get you guys together, sign autographs for a cheap, cheap price. Do you have any upcoming autograph oh signings? My God, they, 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 well, other than this with you, which is all them. Mm-hmm. Um, what have I got? I've got on the 19th of March, I'm going to be at the Santa Clarita toy expo. I'm going to be, in Sacramento in March. I don't know what the date is. Sorry. Um, oh, here I wrote. I wrote that uh, March. No, no, no. April fourteenth, sixteenth. I'm in the Florida SuperCon, the retro Florida SuperCon retro. That's okay. Miami. And then in June on twenty three, twenty four, I'm at the Knoxville Fanboy Expo. I mean, like, okay. Send me in. I'm ready. Yeah, seriously. Yes. And all these things came in in a matter of a week. I mean, they really, I I love Chris. I love Neri. They're just. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I really appreciate what they've been doing because, I mean, honestly, you know, like I told you before, I live in Montana and I don't get to go to many conventions. So I love how they also get you guys together to sign autographs. You pay online and sign autographs and then mail them off. Yeah, you can do that too. Absolutely. In fact, I they we all met at a three of us at a, a Starbucks. They had some particular things they needed signed, and and I signed this a couple weeks ago. You know, grab a coffee, sign some yeah. stuff. <laughs> not too shabby for an hour's not worth of work. Oh, not too shabby. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I missed the deadline. I didn't. I didn't get my money in there in time to get the autograph. But next time you have a signing, I'm I'm paying. <gasps> okay. Well, I think I think you can just get in touch with with CelebWorks. I think that's how it works. Okay. If there's something special. You just send it along to them. You should just email them and see what they how they want you to handle it. I would definitely do that because I need one of your autographs. Oh, okay. Here, I'll sign <laughs> it right now on my screen. Sweet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Well, all right, Morgan. This has been one heck of a time. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, oh, thank you. Do you have anything else you wanted to promote? Anything like your Twitter handle or website or anything else? Twitter? We're not going there. No, that's all right. No, I don't. I I don't twit. I don't tweet. <laughs> um, I I am on Facebook, but only from my family because otherwise it was going to start getting just a little too nuts. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. A little, a little too nuts. Um, I read a lot. Mm-hmm. I do yoga. 
<laughs> That's what I do with my extra time. You know, I, I read a lot and do yoga, but uh, and try and dream up voices. Um, I pay attention to interesting voices, like yeah. uh, Lupita Nyong'o in the in the Star Wars. You yes, know, yes. Masnada and uh, uh, and and odd things. It's not that I can. Um, mimic because i'm not a mimic but they give me ideas and and guys too uh oh god uh <laughs> lamarche with mr big i just love mr big yeah 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 it just yeah handles to get you started kick you off so oh my heavens well i think both of this could go on all day. Oh, seriously, I, yeah, this has been crazy. I need to have you back on just to talk even more. <laughs> well, maybe I'll have some fabulous things to tell you. I don't know. I don't know. And you can tell me about you because all I've done is go blah blah blah. That's right. All well, right, Montana. If nice you, talking to you. If you ever come up here, let me know, and I'll buy you a beer. Oh, okay. Maybe summertime. There you I go. I would love to see the big sky. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, all right, Morgan. Thank you so much. Can I get you to close out the interview as the Baroness? Oh, all right, Tim, darling. It is so nice of you to call. May I say goodbye until we meet again? Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs>